0: And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. It does feel like it's been a little while since I've stared at that beautiful orange gummy face with the eyeballs and the horns and the teeth. <clears throat> and then there's you, Doc Manson, as beautiful as ever. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. How are you, Bubba?
1: Um, I'm good. DC at the DC Matthews. It's good to see you. Been a hot three weeks or so, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You went on vacation. I was away for a bit. And now you're leaving me again. And I can't even record on a proper night.
0: I I am leaving you. And then. Are you leaving uh, again next week? No. But well, maybe I am. the week maybe oh are you really no, oh man, <laughs> no. I was gonna say you know there, I, w- I will be I will be heading away again sometime in mid July, but I don't know the specific dates, so I don't know if that will impact <clears throat> us, but uh, yes, welcome back to dDt podcast, a proper podcast. we've had some a mailbag episode, we had a uh me almost getting hit by a truck episode, uh yeah. There's 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 been quite a bit going on. What's what's new in the life of Doc Manson? Nothing. Okay. But, but what's new with you? Not a huge amount. I'm enjoying my summer. School has ended. I'm enjoying my summer. Um, what about summer school? No. No? No. I you get it to a point where you're like My time is worth more than the amount they're willing to pay me to go back to work. So I'll take I'll take my I'll take my freedom. Um, Tell me, what have you loved in the world of wrestling these last few weeks? I'm sure you watched all of the 1986 Crockett Cup, all four hours of it that went on WWE Network. I'm sure you watched Stomping Grounds. What's a Crockett Cup? It's a was a tag team tournament that the NWA. Jimmy Crockett? Yeah. That's Jimmy yeah. Cricket. Well, there was a Jimmy Crockett. Oh, really? Yes. Is that where Disney got the idea for Jiminy Cricket? I don't believe so, no. But Is that where was Jimmy, Jimmy Crockett.
1: Crockett got the idea from Disney? Maybe. But yes, it, was a, it,
0: it was a giant tag team tournament that I believe was won unsurprisingly. No, spoilers if you haven't seen it but i believe the road warriors did very well as you did you just give to. a
1: spoiler alert for for a, a, I a can't 30 the road, it's I was 33 say a contest years old. yeah okay well i mean i guess it's only fair i guess i mean i guess i would give a spoiler warning for a movie even if that was yeah. old like when i mean can you believe that ridley scott's alien just turned 40 years old
0: 79 Wow. Can you believe that? It's it's a little easier for me to believe because I haven't seen it, but oh, you would hate it. I, I probably would.
1: There is nothing Although, redeeming in there for you. You would just be, you would just be a puddle of your own bodily fluids.
0: <laughs> I I binged Stranger Things in the last week or so. so season one was, and two. It's season one and two. That was a oh. show that I did not think I would enjoy, but I enjoyed more than I thought. I kind of thought you would like it. Um. Season one, I liked a great deal. Season two, I thought, was... Season two got better towards the end. The beginning first couple episodes, I guess. The beginning first couple episodes, I was like, nothing's happening.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to season three, but there was a lot of... I've argued with our friend GQ about this a little bit at times, but there was a lot of background information in Season 2, particularly about one of the show's characters, uh, Eleven, and I'm specifically mm-hmm. thinking about some episodes sort of dedicated to that and her meeting up with some, uh, I guess, like-minded young folk, let's say. Sure. I could have done without all of that. Like, I have to nothing... imagine it's going to come around again. And that, actually, that bothers me because... I disliked it so much the first time that I'm actually somewhat concerned that there's going to be good portions of season three that I am just completely disinterested in. I don't know. There's just, it's on the one hand, like I understand wanting to fill in a character's backstory, but on the other hand, though, I think there's something to, you know, not knowing and having the intrigue. And I feel like a lot of sequels, when they say, oh, yeah, we're going to take this thing and we're going to for- fully explain what was going on in the first one. Typically, that just makes you like everything less. It's never as good as it was before, because whatever you were filling in there tends to be more interesting. You know what I mean? Even if you're not consciously thinking about it. I don't know. It's just it seems like a wasted exercise to me because because it never lives up. It just it, it never has in the history of any sort of fictional storytelling ever.
0: So you I, just my cu- opinion. You weren't curious to know what numbers one through ten may no. have been? No, not the like slightest. A, you didn't have a Weapon X sort of be like, well, if she's Wolverine, where's, you know...
1: And you know what that might be okay if you want to do a spin-off series where we have another character and oh it's it's number 8. Like that I could see but trying to fill in the blanks for this character okay. Just just seems unnecessary. And even then the spin-off I would also deem unnecessary, but at least if you were just taking that as the seed and you were going to then really expand it and let it be its own thing then that could be interesting. I, I have a problem with prequels in general. Prequels are terrible forms of storytelling, in my opinion, almost across the board, because you always know what's going to happen to those characters at some later date. So
0: there's no suspense.
1: The Rogue, like if one, it's a,
0: the rogue one problem? Correct.
1: I mean, I think that's certainly a... A super
0: recent example, I I mean, you could go back. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty, but that is one of the most recent examples. You watch this movie and you go, I'm going to get attached to none of these characters, which I think is why one of the things everyone points to in that movie, which was so good. Did you see Rogue One? Uh, Yes, I saw Rogue One. I did not see Solo. I haven't seen Solo yet either. No intention to. When Darth Vader shows up. That's the part everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing," and they t- they tie it up very nicely. But I'm like, that has nothing to do with the characters we've just spent two hours trying to get emotionally invested in, because you knew there was no point.
1: Correct. Um, and yeah, I just prequels never work for me for much of the same reason. Like, y- you don't need to fill in those blanks. It sounds clever at first, but it it's almost always an exercise in futility. You're always always
0: just spinning your wheels. What's your favorite movie? See, I'm going to say series of all time. Cuz you know, even just we could you're talking about prequels, sequels, there's no guarantee with that oh, either.
1: Sure, but at least with sequels, while I agree that sequels tend to be Tend to be diminishing returns. There's something new happening. There's something new happening, and there's still potentially su- there's, still, there's still suspense. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. I really, in- I recently picked up the John Wick series. Right, I liked I liked watching one and two very much so, and I recently went to the theater to see part three. Um, you went at to two of-
0: movies in a month.
1: I know, I know. Oh I had God. an extra day off at the end of the vacation. Uh, Mrs. Manson went back to work. I had nothing to do that day. And I said, you know what? I am going to see John Wick 3. And I guess, you know, maybe since the movie is named after John Wick, you should know that he's not necessarily going anywhere. But I watched those first two movies and I enjoyed them very much, partly because there was no suspense. I knew Keanu Reeves, John Wick, was going. whatever happened to him, he was going to survive to the third movie. So... Even though he is shown as this badass, nigh invincible assassin in the films, like I had this feeling that he was in fact invincible because I knew there were sequels, right? So watching the third one was an interesting exercise to me because it was the first one where I didn't know for sure what was going to happen next. While, and again, while it seems unlikely that a series named after this guy would kill him off. It seemed entirely possible. You got the third movie. You're introducing a character with Halle Berry. I mean, it's entirely possible he dies. That's the end of the trilogy. And maybe you pick up with another character if you want to keep telling those stories. It was a very different dynamic watching that third film for me than the first two. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it. Well, I definitely enjoyed the movie less than the first two for multiple reasons. But I wonder... If that has something to do with it as well, if I enjoyed those first two because he was that much more invincible um, because of the outside knowledge I was bringing to it, I, I don't
0: know. I don't know. Hmm. I, I enjoy. you know, one of the things that, that I did, and I've done this sometimes with other things, is going into Stranger Things Cold. I had read a little bit about it, so I had a general sense of what was happening, and I had this feel, I had this knowledge that, all right, none of the, you know, the main characters was nothing major was going to happen to any of them, and that did kind of make me enjoy it a little bit more. I don't need the suspense of, you know, are some of these characters going to die? What's going on? Sort of thing. I just want to enjoy it for the sake of the entertainment. But that is just me. You still didn't answer my question. Uh, I didn't watch any wrestling. I best haven't mo- watched any wrestling no, best, movie, ser- best oh. movie series of all time
1: I mean it's probably Godzilla because there's so much there's, there's 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 so much variety and it is I think the longest running film series of all time. It's got well over thirty films uh, in the Canon at this point. Bond is only at twenty five. I think uh, it probably is. The largest and by that metric the best movie series the snabbiest. longest
0: weekly running episodic monster movie of all time
1: yeah something like that although i think you might have just talked me out of using that as a metric
0: because <laughs> whoo, it was raw bad how do you know you haven't been watching i just know if there something was a, interesting, there was a tug of war there was a tug of war this Let me week. put
1: it this way. If something interesting, something good was happening in wrestling, I would know about it. And I have literally not heard anything from anyone on anything.
0: I don't think wrestling is bad right now.
1: I also don't think it's good. And that's the problem.
0: It's not enough to just be okay. You need.
1: I've said this before. They need to be super leaning into what the fans want, getting them excited, and getting them out there, gospeling your product, which is not happening.
0: They don't. They have the talent now, taking yeah. to social media and gospeling. Seth Rollins has picked up the banner. Ah of wwe and is taking to twitter and fighting with young will osprey i and, saw uh,
1: a uh, a headline from some site i forget exactly what it was but essentially seth rollins is on twitter arguing with fans that they don't know what good television is they don't know what it takes or whatever and mind you i'm just sitting back thinking to myself it doesn't matter what it takes you you can sit there all day long and say oh you've never taken a bump you who are you to critique wrestling fuck you how many movie critics in the world have made a movie how many of them have directed a movie how many of them have starred in a movie you don't need to take a bump to be able to critique a product okay i'm sorry seth that you think oh we don't have all the answers we don't we don't have all the insight we don't need it all we need to know is Either we enjoy it or we don't. And it's not your place as a performer to chide people who you think aren't giving you a fair shake. You should keep your mouth shut, rise above. That's my opinion. I'm not saying that you should, as an artist, I would think you wouldn't want to get into a pissing match with people who say your painting sucks. You know what I mean? I think you would just say, well, that's your opinion. There's a thousand other people looking at my painting. Who cares? You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess I'm not. I guess maybe I don't really mean that. I'm not really judging him for that. He's within his rights to complain about people complaining about him. But I, I don't know. Just it, it just it does rub me the wrong way um, to see things like that. You're the you're the best wrestler in the world to, in some people's eyes, and you are the top baby face of this company, and you're going to go out there on social media and tell the fans that they're full of shit.
0: I mean, that doesn't even fit with your character. Like that is just, it doesn't. I didn't see everything. I don't try to pay attention to what wrestlers tweet. The one thing I saw that I agreed with was he was talking about the difference between, he said something like, no one goes out and does what I do at the level that I do for as long as I do every year. And that part I agreed with. I'm like, you know what? Guys in New Japan wrestle, you know, 10 times a month, and half of those are in multi-man tag matches. Uh-huh. Seth Rollins goes out and wrestles 20 to 25 matches every month. Okay. If you want to talk about the endurance required to do that sort of thing, fine. I don't understand what he was doing t- telling John Moxley that he took his ball and went home. Or at least went home on. at all well, went or, somewhere else or went somewhere else. I was like, and there's a part of me that's wondering like, are wrestlers in control of their social media feeds anymore? or are they under pressure how much pressure is coming from WWE? Look, people on Twitter are taking us to task for this, get out there and you know not necessarily defend us, but get out there and get at least something going on our side. I mean, sure, but going out there and calling
1: WWE fans, this is a quote, I took a screenshot of it, idiots with no clue is is not doing yourself any favors, and certainly not as a baby face in this company. That's something I would expect an anti-hero at best to say, but that's very much not his character. So are we just, and again, if you're fully now saying kayfabe, real life, completely separate we know their actors we know their characters if that's the case then you need to just i don't know i just it's not it's not that doesn't work anymore you 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 can't have that separation it doesn't exist and i think that's part of what the wwe fans who complain about the product all the time as part of what they're feeling it's part of them not enjoying the product anymore is because the product has not changed with the times well correct let me correct myself the product has not changed to what the fans want it to be and i'm not saying the product has to change to be what the fans want it to be like they've been doing very well doing what they're doing right but if that's the case don't go on social media and complain about the people that you don't care about anyways right ignore them because you're going to keep doing what you're doing anyways that's what you've shown through your actions right
0: It's just, it's it's all very mixed signally. That's all. It's weird. I also am not sure, and I don't think this has anything to do with it, but having watched more wrestling these last few weeks than I have in the past, I don't know how long Seth Rollins is going to be a babyface. I'm seeing signs, you know, he's continually getting saved by his girlfriend, which is great, WWE is very eager to let us know that Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are dating, and they're the first couple of WWE, but, um, you know, he he seems to be, I'm seeing some of the same heelish tendencies that we came to know when he was part of the authority, and I'm not opposed to him turning heel, it's just, you know, it's weird. The whole thing is weird. I wish wrestlers didn't have much of a social media presence. I don't think it's necessary. You're either just retweeting compliments or you're Lars Sullivan and you're going into DMs with people you probably shouldn't be. <clears throat> or, you know, you're getting frustrated and taking people to task. It's like, maybe you need to, like, you know, find a find an app on your phone. Get, you know, get, get into Candy Crush. And mm. uh, Use your use your time a little more. I won't say effectively, but differently. Yeah, you missed a good pay per view, though. I will say, no, I didn't. Yes, it was stomping rounds was good. I enjoyed it. I think you had mentioned earlier that they need to be listening to the fans. Maybe not across the board. No, not across the board. But we're no. I'm saying they're not listening across the board, of course. But we are getting AJ Styles in a feud, probably with Ricochet. We are getting. Finn Balor probably in a program with Shinsuke. We are getting Samoa Joe possibly in the WWE title picture the, again. Like The
1: problem is they've created a pro... Uh, well, okay. In my opinion, the problem is they've created a product where the wrestling doesn't matter. All those matchups you're talking about, I don't care because they don't give me a reason to care. If they're not at the top of the card, I know that they're meaningless feuds that are just there to waste time so I no, don't care that AJ Styles is facing Ricochet. I don't care about the U.S. title. I don't care about the Intercontinental title. I don't care about the women tag team belts or the men tag team belts. Like They've done this to themselves, and this is why I don't watch wrestling. I I realize it's been 20 minutes now of me just insulting the WWE, which is not really what I'm intending to do here, but uh, I don't know, man. I guess there's just a reason why I'm not watching, and that's that's it.
0: Extreme as rules. you were saying, Extreme you, Rules you, in yeah, a couple yeah, weeks, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in a winner take all match for those titles. Is that a uh, is that the main event? That's I believe as of right now, that is the only match announced for the 2019 Extreme Rules. Uh, let's see. I could be wrong. Matches. The fact that Baron Corbin oh, my is still goodness. on oh, television. Oh, no, never mind. Excuse me. Excuse me, there are five, apparently. Um, I forgot to mention that Roman Reigns is in a tag team match with Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Are you familiar with who his partner is? The the Undertaker? Roman Reigns and The Undertaker will be taking on Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. They better call themselves the Yard Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I want nothing more. And we are getting Kofi versus Joe, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss again, and new Cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak. A better 205 Live for you and me, taking on Tony Nese. Cool.
1: What did you like about Stomping Grounds? Let's, I'm going to stop being negative. What did you like about Stomping Grounds? What was your favorite match? What, what did you uh, uh, Let's stood see. out?
0: Uh, Drew Gulak won the Cruiserweight title. I enjoyed that. Cool. I, I enjoyed Who did win it from? Um, it was a triple threat with Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa. Who was the Tony reigning- Nese. Okay. Who won, it, who won it at WrestleMania. So they seem to be going back to the guys from the Cruiserweight Classic. So that was it's the not Ab a- guy losing yes. the title to the PowerPoint guy. Yes. And also the screaming Japanese guy. Ha! 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 Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Becky beat Lacey. That was good. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn had a match with The New Day. There was really not a huge point to it, but it was an excellent match. And again, cool. I know that you need there to be more, which makes sense. Ricochet won the U.S. title from Samoa Joe. Again, very good match. <clears throat>
1: Uh, heavy machinery. Joe didn't start bleeding and have to call a match after three minutes? Shockingly not. Wow. Shockingly not. Cool. Uh, heavy I, ma- I don't mean that as a put down. I love Samoa Joe. So do
0: I. I do.
1: Man, he bleeds a lot. <laughs> yeah, he
0: does. <clears throat> but yeah, Ricochet won. There was a good tag title match. Daniel Bryan and Rowan who are the tag team champions. One of them anyways. Um, Which one? SmackDown. Not that oh, it matters. Because you
1: meant Daniel Bryan or.
0: <laughs> no. The Daniel guy who brought Lou Carper. What's his name? And Rowan. Rowan. Erica. Rowan. No, they are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They wrestled Heavy Machinery. Very nice, kind of first pay per view match for Heavy Machinery. So that was good. It was just, it, you know, the undercard was good. I didn't want, I'll be honest, I watched up until Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. I saw the writing on the wall that Roman Reigns was going to win. I went to bed. I was like, uh, I missed the cage match, which was apparently good. What was that? Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler. Okay. Dolph came out a month or so ago and said, the only reason you're champion is because I left. Like, this should be my spot. I'm way better than you. Isn't that been like his last three years? Yes. Cool. Cool. Is he still that good? The match apparently was good again. I didn't see it. He's he's always going to be good. I think he's kind of. I'm not going to put him in the same. Let's what would be a good comparison? I was going to compare him to Mister Perfect because of the hair, but that's that's. I remember steep- at one time
1: uh, he got injured. I, I want to say this is maybe after his title, his world title run, at, after the stuff with AJ and Big E as his bodyguard. Sure, and when he, I feel like ever since he came back from that injury, whatever, whenever that was, I feel like that was when it was. I feel like he's he's definitely sold less, which is probably mm-hmm. a ridiculous thing to say because people probably still say he sells like a thousand percent. But I feel he like does. he's he's sold less than he used to. I and feel like I feel like he lost a step and has never really regained it since that time. I still think he's quality. He's one of those guys that's going to be good. Probably yeah. he is. A, I mean, he's all around. I mean, he he can wrestle, like he's yeah. good. He, he can and sell. He can talk. And I appreciate
0: he, I mean, that. You know he he's been around for the last 2 months or so. He wasn't at WrestleMania and he'll probably stick around maybe till SummerSlam and then he'll be gone again because he has yeah. other things to do. I don't think that's a bad thing for no. the wrestlers today to do is to be like, "Look, I'll give you, you know, 7 months out of the year in two batches and then the rest of the time I'm going to go do what I want to do." So, it yeah. was a good it was a good pay-per-view if you enjoyed quality wrestling which i do it was good uh there were some good stories told but the top of the card you know baron corbin this is going to be the third pay-per-view in a row if you count the saudi show where baron corbin's wrestling for the universal title that's probably too much i like baron corbin but that's probably too much
1: baron corbin is you know how people talk about x-poc and having, like, go-away heat, X-Pac yeah. heat, you know yeah, what I mean? He's
0: he's, not, he's got that, a little bit of that.
1: I don't even think he has that, though. He just has boring heat. He's got that, he still has that black hole of charisma heat, where it's just like, get off my, tel-. like, I don't even want him to go away. I just want him to not be on my television. It's not going away? Nah. Even, I don't,
0: I don't want tra- him to go away. He makes me want to turn the product off. Let me tell you the story that they told, and you tell me if it's good or not. So Baron Corbin lost to Seth Rollins at the Saudi show. Gets a rematch, despite the fact that they came out and said no rematches a couple months ago. That's neither here nor there. Um, and arranged it so that Baron Corbin got to choose the special guest referee for this match at Stomping Grounds. So Seth Rollins spends two weeks. Anybody that Baron Corbin talks to Seth Rollins attacks them with a chair. So basically, you know, he's going and talking to, uh, who was it? He goes and talks to Drew McIntyre, takes him out with a chair goes and talks to EC3 about potentially being the referee, takes him out with a chair. So basically he's saying, you know, nobody's going to. We think it could be Brock Lesnar, special guest referee. Maybe it's going to be Paul Heyman, because Brock Lesnar, if you remember, has the money in the bank briefcase. The referee turns out to be Lacey Evans, because it's the one person Seth Rollins is not going to attack with a chair, yet she has such a feud going with Seth Rollins' girlfriend, that she's going to be a biased referee that is a safe one that Seth Rollins won't go after.
1: I mean, it's dumb. It's a good idea.
0: (laughs) But the fact that Baron Corbin is involved makes it terrible. Wow. Hopefully, they'll have this match at Extreme Rules, which is the 14th so it's literally in two weeks two and a half weeks i think um and that'll be it that'll set us up for summerslam because i can't imagine baron corbin's going to be wrestling at summerslam i'm guessing you i'm guessing brock's gonna call a shot he's been teasing that he could show up at any point i'm guessing that is gonna go away and he'll wrestle at summerslam but who knows who knows I've never It's been... all that
1: intrigue that they create that makes you keep watching.
0: Yeah, I'm happy wa- paying attention to The Undercard.
1: Uh, for happy. me, I thought you said, I'm happy watching The Undertaker, and I was going to slap you through the webcam. I thought it
0: was, I don't hate this. I don't hate it. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Did you see The Undertaker wrestle at the Saudi show? No, I'm sure it was terrible. But no. I, it's one of there those were
1: extenuating circumstances related to Bill
0: Goldberg. I understand his, that smashing his head into things. But never why mind is that. What it, you? Why is that the wrestling you watched? That's the, the wrestling if you've if the watched. Match, if the match were
1: just a match on the show, it would be bad enough. But The
0: fact that that was their main event. It's weird to me that I'm watching a program that I've known for the last 20 some odd years is prearranged. But because this is a a private concert for the Saudi princes and they get to say, I want Undertaker Wrestling Goldberg and I want it on as the main event, I don't watch. They had a 50-man battle royal and the person who won was the one Saudi Arabian wrestler in the company. Yep. That's great for Mansoor, who I've watched wrestle twice, but I'm just like, no, I'm not going to watch that. I, you know, it's not real, but I expect there to be some level of, unless they're going to call me and tell me I get to plan the show and I get to book Bo Dallas winning that WWE title. I suspect that Undertaker
1: being in this match is simply because... He cannot reconcile
0: with the idea of that match being his last WWE match. I agree 100%. Let's get the the memory of this out of everyone's heads as quickly as possible. Let's put him in a tag match with Roman, who can do 80% of the work. Let's put him in there with guys like Shane, who he's wrestled before, and Drew McIntyre, who's strong enough to do probably any of the spots. I'm, hey... I'm ready for Drew McIntyre to wrestle Taker one-on-one, beat him, and then Taker, like, like, not only am I taking off the gloves and leaving him in the ring, I'm taking off the boots, the pants, I'm just going to walk out in my shorts, like, I'm done, done. The Undertaker... Like, I get it. Again, we just
1: said why he's going to be in this match. Well, after Saudi Arabia... He should just never, ever show up again. It was that embarrassing, in my opinion.
0: Anyways. We have emails. Emails. We did a mailbag. Uh, Doc went ahead while I was away and cleared through the mail. Uh, I think, so let's get to what I remember from that. If I buy Ghostbusters Zuno, will you play it? Probably not. But I will really admire the cards. <laughs> Had I bought the set I found that was from the all-female Ghostbusters, would you have admired the cards? Yes. I liked the all-female Ghostbusters movie. When are we going to eat Spam? Because we've talked about it in enough weeks, like it has to happen. Does it? Does it have to happen? No, but it's going to happen. If you say so. Uh, Let's see. Fighter Fest, don't care. The draft's coming up. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. Let's see. We've got an email from Kev. Patron in the house. Isn't that just patron? What did I say? Patron? Yeah. Afternoon chaps. After nearly two hundred shows of listening, I'm finally jumped on for the Patreon. Now with the added responsibility I didn't say of... Patreon. What? That still says patron. I'm trying he's a patron. I'm gonna try to make sure I read his email how I think he intended it to be said. Okay. Now with the added responsibility of being a patron, I feel I should step it up with the questions. So her goes. One What's your favorite cooked potato? I said cooked because he sent a second email that said I meant to say cooked potato, so I'm just ah. making it, ah. favorite it. It's he's a UK. We we're ah, gonna favorite. Th- f- fave favorite it favorite favorite. Uh, how do you go wrong with a French fry? Unless you screw it up. But. French
1: fries are delicious. Um, but my favorite cooked potato is probably the mashed potato with gravy. Just dump all the gravy in there. Make what's a little your, volcano out of it. What's your
0: ratio? What's your ratio of mashed potato to gravy? All. <laughs> all
1: okay. the mashed potatoes, all the gravy.
0: Okay.
1: Make a, What you do is you get the mashed potatoes, sure. you make a mound, you hollow out the center, you fill it with gravy, you cover the top, you take your fork, and you just, wha-bam! And you make yourself a little volcano, a little, little Mount St. Helens action, and uh and you go to town sticks to your ribs you know what i'm saying uh,
0: i believe it sticks to all sorts of places i would imagine mm.
1: uh number two i also ha- enjoy a baked potato i also enjoy potato skins i enjoy I... a wedge fry a french fry a, sh- a string sh- fry a a, a a a a a steak did i say steak fry right? a curly fry a potato waffle waffle fry potato, potato, sticks? potato sticks potato chips Pringles, which are different from potato chips in their own thing. I'm telling you. Crisps.
0: Potatoes au gratin. Scallop nah, potatoes. That's too scalloped nah, that's, that's scallop potatoes. I like some scallop well, potatoes. I do too, actually. But... Uh, number two. Have you ever tried... A... fries. Fritters. Hash browns. Hash browns. I'm saying, you can't go wrong with a potato. Is it the best food? For that, just purely for variety's sake, and the amount of things you can do with it? I don't know. I can do a lot of things with gravy, too, so. <laughs> That's a different podcast. Yeah, you're right. Uh, have you ever, speaking of gravy, have you ever tried a squatty potty? Yes, I own two. Do you really? Yeah.
1: In okay. fact, you've probably peed over it in the
0: guest room of Vance Manor at countless pay-per-views. Oh, is it just a thing you just lift your legs a little higher? Yeah. Oh. Okay. And uh, have you noticed an improvement in your, your health?
1: As a large man who suffers from hemorrhoids, yes.
0: Really wish we were still talking about potatoes. <laughs> you brought it up. I did. Well, no, Kev brought it up. Thanks, Kev. Oh, wow, that's true. Number three, uh, why do UFOs have lights when lights won't work in space?
1: (laughs) Lights don't work in space?
0: I don't know. Do they?
1: You should probably tell the sun.
0: Well, Kev, thanks for being the patron for the six days or so that you joined before. What do you mean lights
1: don't work in space?
0: I don't know. I'm not an astrophysicist. Do lights work in space? Can you use a flashlight in space? So So few photons hit your eye at any one time that you cannot defect. The tech the flashlight, so I suppose it depends. I Yeah, I, I'll, we'll say they work. Just a few to start with. Good to have you bo- both back. Kev, get Outlook for iOS. Thank you, Kev. If you, if you want to expand on your space light thing, send I'm us just, like, I'm thinking email.
1: Okay, so like, maybe... Okay, so if there's so few... Maybe like a light that you're shining out, there's nothing for it to hit, so you wouldn't necessarily see any but in that case i think probably the lights on the ship are so that things that are approaching the ship can see the ship as opposed to the ship sending light out into other objects to view right but and like if you were like say a close object like an asteroid that would be close enough that the light would hit it i would think and reflect back and you would see it but maybe i'm wrong i would think so but maybe not but i would think so if it reflects off the asteroid and there's nothing to interfere with in space because all the molecules are so far apart Wouldn't they just come back and hit your eyes? Because photons are particles. They travel,
0: right? I don't know. I don't know enough about it, I guess. All right. Well, something to ponder for next week. Uh, Danielle, write in with your take. I think she'll have a good take on this. Our last real email of the week comes from Glenn. It's
1: real to me, damn it. Evening guys. Wrestling question this week. At what age and how... Did you discover the wrestling was a scripted show with people not really wanting to kill each other in the ring? And did it affect your viewing
0: at the time? Thanks, Glenn. Well, this is interesting because we just talked about this with the, with the Saudi show. When when was kayfabe shattered for you, Doc Manson?
1: I don't know. Um. Honestly, probably right away, like the moment that you're, it doesn't matter if you're if you're six years old or if you're twenty. The first time that anybody who's an adult sees that you are excited and simply happy to be watching wrestling, that adult replies, "Oh, you know it's fake, right?" Because for some reason, adults just have just programmed in them to try to kill your love of wrestling, no matter who you are. So I, I feel like the moment I started watching wrestling, somebody said to me, oh, it's fake. So and I was like, uh, uh, uh. I don't know how quickly I believed it, but since the doubt was always there, I can't really remember when it fully clicked over. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think
0: back. Maybe, and
1: then another time, one of the first things I ever saw was No Holds Barred. And I think that really helped solidify that it was all a bunch of fakeness, also, right? It was just a movie. Yeah. And then to have Zeus actually show up on the wrestling product, but not as Zeus, it was very confusing. And again, to like, uh, something's not right here. Maybe that's it. And that was still pretty early on. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm one of the things I'm thinking back to is I just saw it recently on an old episode of Monday Night Raw when Lex Luger came out in the red, white and blue and the helicopter and body slammed Yokozuna. And you could tell that Yokozuna did 80 percent of the lifting for that. (laughs) I do remember watching that and being like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question. You know. Uh, For some people, it's still too real. Uh, The last email is from Wasim Saleem, Wrestling Belts Maker. We can read it. We can skip it.
1: It's funny because I'm pretty sure that's the exact same email I read from Custom Wrestling Street last week.
0: From Adam Eve. Yes. This is Wasim Saleem. This time,
1: it's not from Adam Eve. It's from Wasim Saleem
0: wonder if Waseem Saleem means Adam Eve. I wouldn't know. But yeah, uh, he's he'd like to make some belts. If you could make the DDT podcast belt, what would it look like? A fruit roll-up? Would it be a big green belt with a clock in it? Why a clock? Or 24-7? Have you been keeping up with the antics of the 24-7 title? No. It changed hands at Drake Maverick's wedding. Okay. Was Drake
1: Maverick involved in that decision. He was the
0: champion. He he he. Apparently, took part. Part of the wedding took place with the twenty four seven title around his waist.
1: Um, is our truth now the fourteen time twenty four seven? He's nine time champion.
0: Because on great. great on Raw there was a match. He Slater won it for a minute. Cedric won it for a minute. EC3 won it for a minute. And our truth won it twice. I think it went truth, Slater, truth, Cedric, EC3, truth. Right, 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 right. What's your piece of positivity?
1: My piece of positivity is so good. I'm gonna let you go first, so I upstage you, That's and fine. you don't have to follow
0: something okay. so good. Uh, it's wrestling related. Uh, there's, there's it's a two-parter. WWE Network is putting some new and different things on the network. They put the 1986 Crockett Cup, which was a tag team tournament. There's no commentary. Um, But it was enjoyable to watch. A little difficult to get through without the commentary. It had took me multiple sittings to get through. And then coming up, I think the day before Extreme Rules, they're going to put an Evolve show on the WWE Network. Cool. So uh, I think it's, what is it, Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak's taking place there. I think Adam Cole's defending the NXT title on that show, so it's going to be kind of an NXT slash Evolve show, but that's always good. I would love to see Evolve get on the network so I could wind up... Oh, Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa. He's been brought up quite a lot. And then Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak. So, I'm excited. I'm looking forward cool. to it. It should be fun.
1: Yeah, that sounds like, sounds like a good time. Good to me time, a to me time.
0: What's yours? Upstage me. Bring it on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know I just couldn't think of anything. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I watched the 1964 film Blood and Black Lace. Um, It's an Italian film by Mario Bava. It's widely considered to be uh, one of the very first, arguably the very first, uh, but certainly uh, an early influential uh, entry into the giallo genre of film so italian uh ice cream crime thrillers that's gelato this is giallo the italian word for yellow um named such because in the the uh, 50s and 60s there were series of pulp novels that were published and they all had yellow covers and henceforth became known as giallo um And it sort of just bled over into the horror genre that would come to be in the 60s and peaking in the later 70s. Uh, Blood and Black Lace being one of the very first ones, I recently watched it uh, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Excellent cinematography, great use of vibrant colors. Um, Giallo tend to be very plot heavy. There tends to be a lot of who done it going on. There's a main character trying to figure out a mystery. In a lot of ways, they're, they're really crime thrillers, but with strong horror elements a lot of times. Um, this one, though, like, I don't know, because it's an early one and the, the formula's not cemented quite yet or what, but it was just a little bit different where all the characters just felt a little bit more interesting and it didn't really seem like there was necessarily a main character that you were just following around. It seemed more like a little bit more like an ensemble piece and it made it that much more interesting. And honestly, uh, of the limited number of entries I've seen in the genre, I I mean a handful at this point. uh, I think it's my favorite so far. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, Again, excellent cinematography. And I thought that the story itself was was good. I, I enjoyed it more than some later films. So Blood and Black Lace, Mario Bava's 1964 film. Recommend it. You can watch it on Canopy if your local library has a uh, subscription access to that.
0: You're just all horror slash thriller slash movie history all the time now, aren't you? Not really, but
1: I am trying to fill in uh, my gaps, let's say.
0: Do you think that all of this movie watching, do you think that has contributed to the fact that you went to the movies twice in a month, which is still a stunning thing for you to say? Because you'll go, not years, but you'll go ages without going to the movies. Let me put it this way. I might
1: go see Endgame this week. Like, this weekend? Like, Yeah. It's supposed to be, like... It never left the theater here, but it's supposed to be being re-released with a little bit of extra footage or something at the very end. Probably just like an extra after credits scene or something. I don't know.
0: Anyways, never saw it. Why not? I'm I'm just saying, you know, the, uh, sometimes movie theaters have certain days where everything's just really cheap. If you uh, happen yeah. to if you happen it's, to not work one day next week, like that day, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> Just, okay just All right. Um. just saying uh thank you for joining us on this you know we're, we're back and better than ever got a knack for making things better it wasn't all negative this week but you know we, no. we're just we're talking about the product as a whole and some some big things but thank you for joining us thank you to those of you um who are patrons patreon.com yes. ddt wrestling we appreciate that thank you to kev sorry am i taking your thing again i kind of am i guess i'm just I never know how to wrap up these shows. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night?
1: Uh, if somebody wanted to email us, DC, where, where, would they, where would they send their thoughts to? I don't remember the
0: email address, Doc. Doc you're going to have to tell us. Podcast at DDTWrestling.com. It was right on the tip of my tongue.
1: And if, if people really enjoyed this episode, where could they go to listen to our back catalog? Canopy? No. Oh. We have uh, not graduated to that yet. There's a website. Do you remember what the
0: website is? Oh,
1: DDTPod.com. Yes, that's right. And if they didn't want to do it on the web, they could go to their podcast repository of choice. What's
0: your podcast repository of choice? Uh, I just use the podcast app on my iPhone, which I have been told is the dumbest way to get podcasts. Apple Podcasts.
1: I don't care for it that much, but it is the most widely listened to app in existence. We, Why is the problem sixty what What's is the that? problem with it? What is the problem with um, Apple podcasts? I don't There's no big problem. It just lasts for me. Anyways, it lacks some customization features that other apps have. Um, although over time, I think they've actually gained a lot of that functionality. So the gap probably at this point is pretty much non-existent, but there was a time when Apple podcasts, the app did not support things like, um, uh speeding up or slowing down uh the the dialogue speech there are some others i don't know if it does this yet because i haven't used their app in some time but there are some apps now that like automatically take silence out in real time to shorten the overall um,
0: what speed do you listen to your podcast at
1: 1.0 nothing else sounds right okay I'm a yeah. one point, i'm 1.5 i hate 1.5 it's the worst well, that's not true. 2.0 is the
0: worst. And 3 is even worse than that. So, yeah, they don't have that. They have they have 0. 0.5, which is entertaining. I like listening to our show at half speed. <laughs> I believe it. And everybody oh, should, because then cool.
1: you get to spend twice as much time with us. It's true. And uh, uh, those podcast repositories, going back to that, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. We are on Spotify as well. And you already said the thing about Patreon. And well, so if you like what you heard, and how could Let's you? be honest. You liked it so much, you listen at
0: .5 speed. Here is is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Patreon. I am. Com slash Wrestling. I am DC Matthews at The DC Matthews. And until he we is. meet again, my friends, have a fabulous end to your June. Won't you be our bestie? 180
1: in the can.